Hello, I'm your host, Celia Sasser, and I just want to take this time to thank you for being here and inviting you into my world of She's Magic. So if you are a female entrepreneur or you are interested in becoming an entrepreneur, but you're highly sensitive and you're always giving from an empty cup and navigating this world, feeling burnt out and there's nothing left for you and you've lost your magic, then you're in the right place. So I just want to welcome you and thank you for being here. And I look forward to connecting with you through each episode. Hey, it's Celia Sasser with the Celia Sasser Show, and you're in the right place if you're ready to start living life on purpose. Today's episode, I think I am going to give you the down low of how I got here today. So bear with me. I'm going to try to keep it short, um, but I have a lot of life experience behind me, and um, I just thought maybe this would give you a clear picture why I'm showing up for you. So first of all, you need to know is that I took an aptitude test um, going into junior college and um, because I didn't know what I wanted to do, and um, I scored it being a free spirit. And I didn't understand what a free spirit career would be. Um, I do know now that being a free spirit is uh, one of the prerequisites of being an entrepreneur. And so I guess that's probably why I've always created all the jobs for myself growing up, other than um, working in restaurants and bartending. I worked for somebody else there. But what I liked about it was the fact that I was in control over how much money I could make. And that was because I had to bring my personality into it. I also had to sell them more on their bill. So I was in control of the sales part. Um, And I gave them excellent service. And so I was rewarded for that. But the only problem with that is I was still reporting to somebody and I had to work around someone else's schedule instead of my own. I mean, it was a little bit um, conducive in the fact that I was going to school during the day. I was a single parent. And so it kind of worked out where um, I could still go to school. It kind of worked around my daughter's hours were in the fact that I was working at night and she was sleeping. So I wasn't missing the most important part of her day. But other than that, um, I realized that I, I still wasn't making the kind of money that I would be able to take care of her. Uh, shortly after, I want to say my daughter was probably about um, nine. She was nine years old, so it wasn't shortly after, but um, I got married and um my family started to grow and then we decided we were leaving our state and we were moving to another state. And at that point I was pregnant with my third child and decided that I would be a stay at home mom. What I didn't realize is that staying at home is probably one of the hardest jobs that you will ever do raising a family. Um, it's a, uh, 
a time of your life where it can be the most rewarding and unrewarding. Uh, the fact that you're there to um, watch your children grow and you are, um, you're able to take them to school and um, show up for all the events and um, everything that comes in hand with being a parent was um, rewarding in that sense. But then the, the downside of it is you start to feel a little invisible. Um, you're titled as being mom and um, it's kind of a, a position that you take on that isn't um, recognized as doing something important in society. It's like, oh, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. But you're you're really raising individuals to become something out in the world. I mean, it's very important. But during that time, I really figured out that I needed something for myself. And so I took the skills that I learned going to fashion design school or taking fashion design. Um, I had to take a textile class and sewing class. So I took those skills and I started creating things for my home, which in turn had people asking, you know, if I would do things for them. Hence that became a little side business. Um, and then it grew into more of like a workroom. And, um, you know, the problem there was that I didn't set out to have a business. It was kind of like, oh, I'll just do a little bit here and there and earn some extra cash. So I didn't have any processes. So I couldn't take anything off of my plate and give it to somebody else. I was working out of my home. So it revolved around um, raising my family as well as working, which that is so doable now as long as you have your processes in order and your boundaries to know what hours you're going to work and what hours you're not and um, being in control and in charge of your business. Uh, what I did learn is that I did not have healthy boundaries and um, I did have a poor mindset of my worth. And how did I learn that during business is because I was not charging my value and it showed up when it got time to be paid that yucky feeling that you feel where you're just fearing to ask for the sale. You're fearing to ask for the money. You've given them the work. You, you've, you uh, you know, created whatever it is that they wanted from you. But when you ask them for payment, it was such a hard thing to do. And I just didn't understand why I was letting that, um, let, letting that get in the way. And so um, I did have this workroom, and of course, because I, I didn't value what I was doing and I didn't know how to charge what I was doing, I, I felt like um, because I was sewing out of um, my home and I didn't have an actual physical building with a store sign on it that I couldn't charge more. So I ended up being overworked and underpaid and... Um, a lot of resentment. And so the, for the very thing that I set out to do to have some independence and um, have some income and be able to help out um, and just um, have something for myself where I wasn't feeling invisible, it ended up depleting me and I started having a lot of resentment around it. So I also learned that when people would come to me and say, oh, I have this 
you know, piece of furniture, I need a slip cover. And I, I really would love if you would do it. And it would be like this. I took on this job. It was a massive sectional. I think it was like maybe eight pieces and they were oversized. And instead of saying, no, I can't do that. I said, sure, I'll do it. So the pieces were being brought down into my basement. Um, and I was sewing them on my odd times. It took me a while to complete these pieces, but it took me a lot of hours and a lot of nights of working till the early morning, till three o'clock in the morning, and then still having to get up and be alert with my children and do all of my other duties. And it just wasn't working out. And the biggest thing was, is I wasn't asking for, um, for the, the, the sale. I wasn't asking for what that was worth. Now, I should have done the research and known that if somebody was to bring in that large of a slipcover to have it done, it would have cost them thousands of dollars. But being that I was undermining my skills and being that I was working out of home, I, I think I charged some ridiculous price like $300. And um, maybe I might have been rewarded with a uh, uh, I, I, I remember it was like a, I got a Costco card, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I, you know, so appreciate the fact that you're not charging. I'm not going to tell you that you're not charging me enough, but I'm going to give you a Costco card just so I don't feel so bad because I know I'm really ripping you off. But I laugh about it now because I have learned that all of these life lessons have nothing to do with the other person. It only had to do with me. And I set that up over in my business over and over and over again. And the fact that that workroom, we moved again. And so I had to rebuild it. And that workroom at our new state turned into being taken advantage of again, not charging my worth to the point where, um, what I did learn from it is that I had a good eye and I turned it into an interior design business and I got really busy. But the reason why I was busy is because I was known around town as being the the, the cheaper interior designer. And so everybody wanted me to, you know, work for them. And at the time, I didn't realize it was my pricing because I thought, I'm embarrassed to say now I was charging $25 an hour as an interior designer. Um, to me at that time was a lot of money. So I was like, I get to work out of home. I get to work around my kid's schedule and I get paid $25 an hour. I mean, this is a no brainer. But what happened was, is I was getting um, a lot of clients that, you know, I, I have to even say this. I even had people say that $25 an hour was too much, that they couldn't afford it. But the reason why is because the people that I was, I, I was attracting were people that um, were looking for a good deal. So remember that. And I, I share this because when you're creating a business, remember that with your pricing, because we always think that if we charge too much, and that was my mindset as I thought if I charged too much, I wasn't going to have any business. Nobody was going to want to hire me because I was attracting the people that were looking for a budget. And when they were telling me that $25 an hour was too much, then it really solidified my feeling of thinking like, okay, I'm charging too much. And of course, being that I was pay being paid by the hour, I was not tracking all of my hours. So 
if I were to really sit down and look at how many hours I invested in the job to what they were paying me, I was lucky if I was able to buy a cup of coffee. So lesson learned, make sure that you're very clear on what it is that you are wanting to bring in as a profit, how many clients, what you're going to charge, and don't undermine yourself. Um, But I went through that life lesson and then um, I had, uh, during that time, it was so easy for me to blame the people in my life, the, the clients. I didn't see the big picture. I did not know that it was my mindset that was attracting the kind of clients I was getting. I was believing that everybody was cheap like this and nobody's going to pay me for my worth. And I told myself, you know, fell into the victim mode and poor me. And then um, I had a client that was a nightmare client, like to the point where I lost money in the deal. I walked away from it without being paid because I had just had enough. And I told myself, you know, you're just not cut out for this work, Celia. Nobody values you. You're just being taken advantage. This line of work sucks. I mean, you know, the stories could go on and on that I told myself. So I took a year off. Um, I was like done. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to work for myself anymore. I'll just go back to um, doing what I was doing. And, and I have to say the exchange there was feeling like I was contributing and I wasn't feeling invisible anymore. Um, yes, I'm still a mom and I was taking care of my family, but I also had something that I was growing, that I felt like I was evolving because when you, um, When you get to the position of just staying at home with your children, you do. You start feeling invisible. And maybe you guys can relate to this. And it feels like every day looks the same. You're on this hamster wheel and it's taking care of the kids and then the sink of dishes. And then you've got to do the laundry and let's bathe one more kid. Let's feed. I mean, it just, I'm not trying to say that that it's not important. Um, And I'm not saying that, you know, this was a crappy hand dealt because I loved every part of it. But our human nature is that we are here on this planet to evolve. And so when you feel like there's no evolution there and that you're just doing the same thing in and out of every day, you start to feel very depleted. So that is why I went after trying to create a business for myself because I wanted to fill my cup up again. But what was happening? Happening is all of this mindset stuff that I did not do work on was showing up in my business and then it was depleting me. And then I thought the very thing that I was trying to create, this evolution in myself, was no fun anymore. But I did evolve. I, I learned a lot. And so when I took that year off, I just had this epiphany. I was like, I'm going to take care of myself for once because If you can relate to this, you know that when you're a mom, everything goes to your children and you feel like because you are sacrificing, you're the best mom in the world and um, that you are being um, the person that they're going to look up to, that they're going to love, and they are going to know that you love them unconditionally. But in the process, you are being depleted and you are feeling unloved, unworthy, feeling like nobody appreciates what you do. Resentment, you know, is you're just like saying to yourself, 
You know, how many times do I have to tell you this? Or I'm just going to do it myself because by the time I show you how to do it, it's going to take forever. You know the stories that we tell ourselves. And so that's where it left me one year of not, I wasn't going to do it anymore. I'm like, okay, well, the important piece that I forgot in the process is that even when you're raising a family, no matter what you're doing, you have to practice self-love. You have to give back to yourself because if you keep depleting yourself, you're no good to anybody. And that's what was happening to me. So again, on this morning that I had this epiphany, I was craving a green juice. And then I decided I'm going to start doing um, those green smoothies in the morning and I was going to start walking every day and um, listening to podcasts and journaling and meditate and really just work on me. And so I started doing that and I uh, was really shifting my mindset. And um, I decided that I was going to do things differently And it was really um, surprising how just getting back to your health and your mindset really shifts things for you. And, And that shift for me was to realize that I was worth more and that I was in control of everything that was happening for me. And you hear me say for me, because at the time I was in the blame game and I kept saying everything was happening to me. These people were coming and they were taking advantage of me. And I was not willing to take responsibility for what was headed my way. Well, during this process, I got really strong physically. I was running eight miles. I got really healthy. I lost about uh, 30 pounds. I um, signed up for an online school. Uh, I became a B-schooler. For those of you who don't know who B-school, what B-school is, um, it's Marie, her name, but it, her name is Marie Forleo. And um, she has this launch every year of B-School, and I did that. And then I also hired a a, a business coach. And during that time, you know, I had a website that I did myself. And, of course, I was undermining it and saying it wasn't good enough because also perfection comes in. And you're always telling yourself because you compare yourself to everybody else's um, destination where they're at in their lives compared to yours. And um, yes, my website, I built it on Squarespace myself, and it was average. Um, You know, I had pictures up there, but this business coach looked at my website and was just like, oh my gosh, your work is beautiful. And you're charging what? Um, At that time, I was not charging 25 an hour, but I still was not charging what other designers were charging. And so um, I also told her, you know, that I go on all these consultations and, um, you know, I don't charge for them. And she said, you're, you're not charging for them. And so what if you don't get the job? And I'm like, I don't get the job. So there was times that I would drive to these appointments and get my brain picked the whole time and give all these great ideas. And then they would let me know if they were going to hire me. But of course I had given away <laughs> all of this advice. So why did they need to hire me at this point unless they just wanted me to physically do it for them? And so I was not making any money. And, um, 
you know, she said, you, what feels good to you? That was her, her thing was what feels good to you. And I said, well, it would feel good if I charged X amount of dollars and it would feel good if I charged for my consultations. And she said, that's it. Well, how much do you want to charge? And I told her, and she said, you aren't leaving your house until you collect the money. So you're going to set up payment on your website and you're going to collect your consultation before you even drive to anybody's house. You are going to get paid for it. And I thought to myself, nobody's going to pay that. No, but, but when you hire a coach and they are holding you accountable for, for what you have just paid them for, <clears throat> excuse me, um, then you've got to do it. You, you've got your, when you pay a coach to give you advice, you are going to take that advice because you're going to get every penny for it. So hiring a coach is really important to get you where it is that you want to get in your business. And so I, um, I said, this is what I want to do. And I thought nobody, nobody's going to pay me this amount of money for a consultation. Well, guess what? One person did, then another person did and another person did. And I was just like, I can't believe it. I had left all this money on the table and I could have been charging this, but when I looked back at it, no, I couldn't have because my mindset wasn't there. I hadn't done, I didn't do the work to shift my mindset. So anyway, um, my business really grew and it grew into a six-figure business. But as I say, we are here for evolution and um, I just started desiring something more. I want to give back more. I want to feel like um, I'm making a difference. And so that's why I'm showing up here for you. And this is the journey that I am on now. And my journey is to make sure that you get the tools that you need um, to move forward in your life. And you can learn from all of the mistakes that I made. Um, and I can coach you through all of those because <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes. Uh, but the biggest thing is, you know, I can help you sell anything that you are good at. I can turn it into a job where you, you will make money off of. That isn't the, the problem. The problem is mindset and how you feel about yourself. So if you're stuck on, I don't know what lights me up. I don't know what I'm passionate about. Well, I just want to also let you know that it doesn't matter if you figure out what you're passionate about if you haven't worked on the mindset. Because if you've got the passion and you create the business, but you haven't worked on your mindset, you're not going to charge what you're worth. You're not going to stand behind your product. You're not going to feel brave when you show up as an expert. You're, you're going to send off the vibration that you're unsure of yourself. And nobody is going to hire someone that is unsure of themselves. I always had the sureness of myself. I always set out whatever I'm choosing to do. I am confident 100% behind it because I know that the results will show up. The end result will be there no matter what. And I have to say that um, I am self-taught. So in anything that I do, I'm self-taught. Um, even in my coaching business, this is all um, life uh, lessons that I have learned. Um life lessons that I've observed, um, growing a business, and I have um, 
really fine tune them and understand what works. And so that's why I'm showing up here for you. So if you're ready to live your life on purpose and you are ready to get serious and know what it takes to be able to get off the hamster wheel and stop feeling like you're invisible and be a good mother or a good parent, um, then you need to know that it starts with mindset. So I hope that you guys will show up here weekly and I can inspire you and you'll, um, be my friends and follow me on Instagram and um, view my YouTube videos and listen to this podcast and um, watch this journey because I am evolving. And so be patient with me, but I would love for you to be on this journey with me and you guys have an awesome day and I will see you or you can hear me, um, whatever uh, platform that you choose Um, but I will see you there. And, um, again, I would love it if you could, um, rate this podcast and we can push it up further so I can help more people because that is truly why I'm here is because I'm ready to serve in the highest way. So have a wonderful day and I will see you guys soon. Okay, so that's all I have for you today. I want to thank you again for being here. If you're interested in receiving a copy of my book, She's Magic, Learn How to Live an Enchanted Life, that's available on Amazon. You can head to the show notes or my website, celiasasser.com, to find the link. Also, I do create a quarterly planner journal, Manifesting Moon Magic, and this is to help you keep track and organize your actions and connect with the moon energy while you are on your manifesting journey. Until next time, keep your vibration high.